I love you. I know you believe that now. So you need to listen to me when I tell you. By doing this, it will change you. I've killed before, Oswald. Not like this. This won't be a crime of passion or self-preservation. This will be the cold-blooded murder of someone you love. I don't love you. You don't need me, Edward Nigma. Just as I need you. You cannot have one without the other. You killed Isabella. The point is... That is the point! You can't talk your way out of this, Oswald. I have wanted you to suffer as I've suffered. You killed her. So you died. When I met you, you were a nervous jittery loser you were nothing I created Edward Nigma, and I am the only one in the world who truly sees you as you are who you can still become you can't do this Ed are you listening to me I'm listening. Say something. I loved her, Oswald. And you killed her. A city of justice. A city of love. A city of peace. For every one of us. I need it Can't live without it A Gotham City Oh Greetings, citizens, and you are listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast powered by the Batman universe. Do what you want. The lights are out. The power is off. But hey, all of these MP3 players have, you know, like, you know, portable batteries, you know, that you could charge with portable battery packs. So you could still listen to us and all the many other great other shows on the BatmanUniverse.net. And this week we're going to be taking a look at an episode called I don't remember what the episode's called. <laughs> the episode's called the winter finale. Um, it, uh, it was, it was, it was, uh, crap. It had an interesting title. It was like a plan of attack or something. Um, damn. <laughs> to the futon critic. Yeah. The gentle art of making enemies. That's such a weird, the titles are so odd. They've been odd since season one. Like, remember when they were doing one word titles for a while? Like, cat, viper, Arkham. Uh, like a ball it, of mean and mudness. It, well, it, it, that was like later on, but like I think like the first like few like few episodes was all like one word things. Yeah, so um, it is the winter finale, things. which I you know I guess is different than the fall finale because apparently winter's only uh three episodes, and Bruce runs away to join the circus. What will Alfred do about this? Actually, it doesn't quite happen that way. Bruce gets kidnapped at the circus. By Jerome, and they have a showdown. Meanwhile, this plan that Barbara and everyone has to, like, you know, rule the underworld and kill Penguin comes to fruition. And I, honestly, it's pulled, off doing, without, it's pulled off flawlessly. 
everything happens. And not dragged out, thank the Lord. I was I was like really worried we were gonna get like the rest of the season of like, you know, stuff like that. And um <laughs> and we go back to the pilot with Penguin on a dock with a gun to his head. <laughs> and just like the pilot, he's A okay. Actually, okay, um let let's start. Um You just watched the episode, right? Yeah, I, I, I just finished watching it five minutes ago, and I got on the phone with Don. We have not, like, you know, really had any discussion, except, like, Don gave me some spoiler-free, you know, talk earlier tonight, uh, hyping up the episode for me. Uh, <laughs> you're going to kill me. No, I didn't hate the episode. That's not what I'm going to say, but you, <laughs> you're not going to have a good reaction. Well, well first say. of all, I, I want to say that, like, this, I really, really love this episode. I think it's the best episode of the season, and arguably the best episode of the series or at least potentially the best episode of the series what did you think this is this is um a contender for best episode of the series for me definitely best episode of the season all right possibly the best possibly the best episode of the series i I, I thought you were going to disagree i'm glad to hear that oh no i'm not disagreeing um no the part that you're gonna i like the episode the part that i think you're gonna kill me (laughs) you're gonna be like oh come on I'm not convinced that Penguin's dead. Honestly, I'm right there with you. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I, did, I, did, I, I, I didn't want to, like, you know, tell you, oh, well, I'm sure he's still alive, because I, I didn't want to, like, you know, make you think of anything, but, I, yeah, I'm sure he can come back, but it looks bad for him. Well, yeah, and I was like, huh, can they do this show with that? And, and like, I really checked, like, Robin Lord Taylor's, like, Twitter to see if, like, he posted, well, goodbye, you know, I'm leaving Gotham to, like, you know... Do a new reality TV show with uh, I don't well, know. Well, Fox like, actors have that kind of thing because like Justin Smollett's character from Empire got shot in season two, and like people thought that he died, but like he came back for season three. He's like he's like I never said I was leaving. I just I just said I really liked to be on the show, and I I, I never regret it. <laughs> well, and uh, Allison Mack um, at the end of that Smallville, I think it was at the end of Smallville season three, where like she goes into that safe house and it explodes when she like closes the door. Like, she was going to, like, press junkets with the rest of the cast being like, yes, it sure has been nice to be on, you know, Smallville and, like, you know, and I'll miss my time on the show. But now Chloe Sullivan's dead. And Chloe Sullivan never died, (laughs) as it turned out. No, like, she's one of those characters like Butch where, like, because she wasn't from canon, like, everyone was expecting her to die. She eventually joined canon as, like, a Jimmy Olsen girlfriend in the backup. But I know about things that that aren't Gotham. (laughs) That was a good episode. (laughs) I know, right? It was so good, you guys. Even me, Donovan, even I loved it. Um, What did you like about it? What did I like of it? Uh, I like that. Um, I like how you weren't sure how it was going to end. I like uh, the intensity of it, you know, with like uh, and, and you said that it was like really violent for Gotham and to a point where like, you know, I did like that, you know. It, uh, yeah, I, I didn't think it was over the top like it has been in the past. Yeah, it wasn't like, you know, torture porn or anything like it's been in the past, but this was. This was good. It's still I'm still coming off fresh of it, so it's hard to articulate everything I'm thinking about it. But uh, I definitely really liked it a lot. I'm I'm trying to think of, and the show works best when it has, um, you know, like uh, only like one or two plot lines to go from instead of like three or four like they do sometimes. And another thing about this is, is this was the execution of a lot of plot lines as opposed to like setup episodes because we get like lots of setup episodes in the show like you know in this episode strange and peabody you know like talk about you know yeah, the what first season, about of season three w- was a big setup episode nothing really happened 
Yeah, and then like in this episode, Gordon and Lucius Fox plan how they're going to break into Indian Hill, and in this, you know, like things like that. Like it's this is like stuff's actually getting done, and because you hyped it up for me over the phone, like a main character is going to die. Like I was spending the whole episode thinking, and at the end when like Alfred and like Bruce are like hugging and Jerome like staggers out there, I'm like, oh, here we go, he's going to throw the knife at Alfred. And when Alfred like survived that scene, I was like, hmm, okay. And when it was that last scene with uh. <laughs> With Nigma and Penguin, I was like, okay, one of these two people is going to die. And I was actually thinking at a certain point, like, you know what? It would be really savage if, like, Penguin, like, somehow escaped from this and killed Nigma, saying, by the way, when I said that I really did love you, like, you know, when, when we were at, you know, the, um, what was the name of the bar? I was talking to Bush. <laughs> No, no, when they were at Sirens, he's like, I only said that because I knew that it would, like, you know, get you to hesitate. And in that hesitation, I would get, I would be able to, like, you know, kill you. So right. I, I thought that they would do that. And I was like, dang, that's real. That would be really savage. It would, but that scene was well active with Robin Lord Taylor, like the performance of, uh, maybe his best performance ever. Like just the way he oh, was yeah. like pleading for his life. Like, like when, when, I, when I was watching it again, he, he was like, you cannot do this. I was, I was like, this is, the, oh man, this is like season one penguin. The one that, that really <laughs> broke out of the show. Well, the season one penguin who like was begging not to be killed like every other episode. Which... <laughs> but, but 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 the season one penguin that like killed that one guy and like kissed his forehead and like started saying poetry. That's like, damn, he's really messed up. And like, he's not that devious in this episode. But like, this is a, this is a very emotionally driven episode, and a lot of the characters are kind of put through the ringer. A lot of the characters that we actually care about, as opposed to, like, you know, every episode Gordon's put through the ringer. Uh, who, by the way, he, he kind of takes a backseat to this episode, which I'm frankly thankful of. Um, yeah, which was fine with me. Like, the only real development with him is, like, he's still sad that, like, Lee's mad at him and, you know. He punched a man's face off as Miss Bullock said. I was, yeah, yeah, I like that. I, I, I was really kind of, like, annoyed when, like, just Bullock and Gordon and Alfred show up at the circus. And I was, and I was like, oh, come on. Like Jerome has like Bruce Wayne kidnapped and like and like ever and like they're the only cops that showed up and then they like, say like a second later ah backup should be on the way and then like when they were uh, sneaking up on um like trying to save Bruce from that like cannon of knives which mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it would work that way that it did I, I, but... I've actually seen like like shows do that kind of thing before in cartoons but maybe not I don't know <laughs> so but when they were there, I was like oh come on. Where are the rest of the cops? And then, like, sure enough, they all showed up. I was like, okay. So it answered my criticisms, like, you know, really fast. But um, I love uh, Davi Mazal's with the clown makeup and how, like, you know, it did the whole, like, even if even if he had, like, a poker face, like, he looked, like, sad the whole time and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, when, in the previews, when they had a whole sad, sad clown face on his face, it looked like a facial expression. But I, And when watching the episode, I see he had the kind of stern Bruce Wayne face the entire time. That actually made for a very, like powerfully stoic visual i thought yeah well and and i like that even though like the cops come bruce gets out himself like he does wind up saving himself i was very annoyed though at like the scene where like jerome shows up to the manor and he's like oh you the great jerome killing me in private ha 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 you want to kill me in front of it all and i'm like okay, this is very, very, very obviously a stalling tactic, and, like, I'm very annoyed that Jerome's falling for it, but then, like I said, the episode does answer my criticisms, because Jerome says, I know that you're just stalling so that you can live longer, but you are making a good point. I'm like, okay, at least they're acknowledging it. But. Yeah, that's a good way to go, because it is a cliche, but, like, at the same time, it's it, it, totally... it was so cliche that I was, that I was annoyed. <laughs> it, I mean, I get that, but, like, at the same time, it's totally 
it's totally within the Joker's character to like you know, like like, like you're right. I I do like to make a show of myself. Like like it's it's abs- So I, I think that like they did it the best way where they acknowledge the cliche, but because it's character driven, they stick to it. As opposed, to, like you know, like they couldn't find a better way to to, to uh, you know uh, buy time or whatever. Yeah. I, 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 and I also like. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into this. But he had just, he had just so many great lines this episode. You know, like, like you know, oh, you're the you know Bruce Wayne of Gotham. I can't kill you. The brother's different. Kill him. <laughs> Don't put any blood on the couch. I might come back for that. I thought that was a great line. <laughs> but I'm sure we'll get into that later on. Well, Bruce says I thought that there. Bruce does say I will see you again. But like he said at the end of the episode, I thought that you died the second I left the room. So I guess that's not necessarily a contradiction because if I was Bruce, like I would I, I would not be very confident that Alfred was still alive, like, upon, like, leaving there. And apparently they wait to kill him until, like, Gordon comes. Uh, so. Because they're idiots. Yeah. Well, and, and these are, like, Jerome's, like, cult people who, like, they're all about having fun. Like, it's not like they're professional killers. They're just people who, like, fall for this whole, like, cult of Jerome of, like, you know, society is a prison, you know, you must... Yeah, the, you yeah, know, the, the only time I was annoyed was during, the, like, the previously on Gotham thing when they showed Dwight, like, laughing, ha ha and it felt so forced. I was like, God, I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, what do you want to do first? I mean, we could go all over the place because there's a lot to go over. Um, I, I'm thinking of Penguin, too, which the whole... <laughs> I, I, I feel like where he met Nigma and Nigma like, killed those two men that were with him, I feel like that was the same like set from where uh, Galavan like, and Butch did the trap with him where they killed... The um, they had a fence yeah. in the background. Yeah, Kimmy Schmidt's landlady and stuff. I was like, man, Penguin has to stop going there. He goes there like one of his associates winds up betraying him. And for some reason, Nigma does this Adam West death trap. Um, because he's the Riddler. That's why. He, even the comics he did that's that. That's not a riddle, but okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> it, it is no Maze the Minotaur. Now, and again, um, <laughs> another Smallville reference indirectly because that was Lionel Luther. Uh, oh, I was making a Batman the Animated Series reference. Well, I know, but that was Lionel Luther who did the. Oh yeah, 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 touche. Uh, <laughs> and again, I just saw this episode, so I'm just digesting it. So, like, now I'm asking myself like some questions. Like, wait a minute, that whole plan that like Barbara Keen and Tabitha and like Butch had to like. Had Nigma like hide behind the curtain while like Penguin decided if he really loved him or not. That plan requires that like they knew that Penguin was gonna like survive the death trap. So now I'm wondering if like yeah. that off duty cop that like saved him, if like that was like Enigma planned. So, like, I, yeah, like... I, I think we have no choice but to think that was because uh, because um, one is too random, and they knew that Penguin would be at Becca's house. So I, it I, also I... It, it bothered me how random it was because I was like literally. It, the acid like literally fell like the second that he got free and like and that cop was like you know oh what did you do you know as if to like guilt him even more um i think that the episode i think it works either way that it could be a random cop or that like it was enigma plant i like the idea it was enigma plant though well i mean i mean the, the guy's like, like like cartoonishly stupid um i mean i think that like it makes all this because of like tabitha and butch being where he was and like the fact that like he wanted really wanted to test his love and all that kind of stuff it makes more sense that it was well, planned. He even said, I wanted to, like, you know, I wanted you to die knowing that you lost everything. Yeah. Like, 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 like the, whole, the whole, like, death trap was to build up his anger to to renounce his love, like, like Riddler was trying to prove. Well, well, to which, like, before Riddler, like, came out from, like, behind the curtain, like, you know, like... Uh, 
<laughs> I was like, dang, they turned on Nygma quickly to the point where, like, I was confused about, like, his whole, like, deal with Barbara. Like, you find Nygma and then, like, we let you live. And I'm like, wait, from Barbara Keene's point of view, like, wouldn't it be better to kill Penguin? Because, like, Penguin as the mayor and, like, leader of the mob is more of a threat than Nygma is. Like, aside from Nygma cutting off Tabitha's hand, like, why would Barbara care about, like, finding Nygma? Yeah, I, I still don't know exactly where Barbara's brain is at this in this season. It's so it's like I want to rule Gotham. It's, it's like oh no, really? <laughs> Since when has she wanted to do that? And she was and she was dressing like 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 a show. Remember the remember the first few episodes of like the Gotham Chronicle where we complained that she never left her apartment, <laughs> and now she never leaves her. Well, she does leave her her, her nightclub. But um... <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Now she's like you know doing these like diabolical like murder schemes. Like <laughs> I think that that's the character who has changed the most since the pilot, hands down. I think if there's one thing I, I would I would could, I could do without it's her involvement in this thing, but like at least ultimately it was still Riddler's plan, so it, it all works. And you know, Erin Richards is a fun actress, but like the character is so. Not she was dressed great. like Marilyn Monroe this episode. You told me Jessica Rabbit, like, but like the hair and everything. She was like <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. I, like, I guess she... like Barbara. I underestimate you. The curse of beauty. Uh, so she's vain too. <laughs> okay. I guess she knows about Jim's like 1950s fetish. So like you know she has to like <laughs> she's doing. In fact, like that line when she says you know like you loved him and he hurt you. You know like I, I felt like she might have been talking about Jim when she was yelling that at, at Penguin. Well, that's inter- that's interesting. Like if, if you if you cut back to her perspective and you see Ben McKenzie in the chair or something, that'd be that'd be kind of cool. Well, oh. Yeah, well, yeah, like, it's what she's saying, the whole, like, you know, well, I guess she would be seeing herself in the chair, because then in that case, Ben McKenzie would be Riddler, uh, <laughs> if he were to do that, but, I mean, I mean I'm not going to, like, psychoanalyze the episode, because I don't think it was, like, written, you know, like, that deeply, I'm not going to, like, I'm a, you know, I'm a bit of coincidence, um, I, I mean, I, th- I think you Oh, I, I mean, I, I think that it was direct, I don't think it was written to be this deep, deep thing, but I, because she was the one that said the line, like, it's her basically saying, like, I don't understand. Like, you know, you love him and he betrayed you. Like, wouldn't that make you want to kill him? Because she can't fathom why someone wouldn't react that way because that's how she reacted to, like... And she got really... I mean, when I was watching the second time, she got really immediately, like, upset when he said, like, don't you want to kill him? Like, like she wasn't, like, you know, playing... Because it, it upsets her worldview. It's like, this is yeah. how I react to that situation. Why aren't you reacting to that situation? And I think she is seeing herself and Jim in, in there. Yeah, yeah, it's, I think I think you can, like, like for lack of a better word, psychoanalyze it because it's, it's there. You know, she's the one that dumped him. <laughs> but, exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, she's still, like, mad at Jim about it. Like, how dare you move on after I, you know, moved out of our apartment, had I sex never with my I never girlfriend I never forget that Aaron Richards is, is like British, but like she really has a really good American accent, playing this kind of like vapid—not vapid, but like you know, kind of high society girl—and like you know, this kind of vain, selfish, uh, self-interested character. Like, I mean, she does a good job. I, mean, I don't love the character, but she does a good job. It's weird, like what we've come to with her, and uh, I mean, I don't have that much to say about like, but oh, actually, you know, uh, Tabitha. I do love like again, like when you say what I like about this episode, they did pull out all the stops. Like when Tabitha is trying to, like, they're trying to break Penguin throughout the episode, and Tabitha, like, gets Yo in his mama. face and says, yeah, remember when I killed your mom and I put that knife in it? You never did anything about that, so did sexy. you? 
That was so hot. <laughs> Might be because you had a whip. <laughs> but, well, to I me, like I was scene. like, dang, that is like, and the kids who I watch, they say like, they, they use the word savage on everything. They're like, oh, that's savage. That's savage. <laughs> so like, I've started to like pick up like that lingo. Like, oh, that, that was, like, I text you, that was savage. <laughs> And I said it back savagely hot. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't think I'm aroused. I'm just more like, dang, like, you know, like. <laughs> that was a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, I, and I'm, I like you. I'm glad that they did that because it, it seemed that like they kind of actively forgotten about that. Um, I, I don't know. They brought it up a few times. Like, Penguin's been like, I would kill you, but, like, as a favor of the butch, like, I can't. Well, also, I mean, like, I mean, I, I, mean, I thought Riddler was appropriately cold he's like like oh don't worry he's resting in peace i threw his bones in the, in the back of a chinese dumpster <laughs> why and i'm like that's I'm cold like catching his breath like i forgive you but uh like <laughs> but then like once he gets out he's like kill ed and i was like oh so i guess that you don't love him after well, all well, but that, that i understand because like, like that was like a, a, an impulse of him just just nearly dying but like later on he had time to think about it yeah, so, yeah, I was like, so much for love. But like I said, like, every time I had a criticism like that, like, oh, so much for love, oh, oh where are the other cops, or oh, Jerome's falling for this, like, the episode would, you know, uh, back. It, it, yeah, come back to that and, like, you know, not let me to, it, it, in fact, even, like, you know, why would Barbara Keene want to kill Nigma instead of Penguin? And then, again, the episode answered that, so, <laughs> who wrote this one? I, I'd have to go. Yeah, it, it, I, I was wondering, I, I don't recognize the names. I, I was wondering if it was Danny Ken and, and the other guy. Um, and I didn't recognize him, but like this was very, very sharp. Oh, who directed it? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I wish it because the director. Direct, you know what? I do know because uh, Corey Michael Smith tweeted the, the the director when this episode was out. Um, it took me a minute to find it, but like uh, I can find out just real quick. He says he says he says on Twitter, "We all hope you really suffered deeply from tonight's episode of Gotham." And like, there's a cast p- a picture of everyone laughing. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was. Um, They're all Lewis, us. Lewis Milito directed it. And he did, a, he did a great job. A great job. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 there's, like, a moment that I could point to with almost every character. Like, Barbara, that whole, you know, like, you know, you loved him and he betrayed you moment. Uh, Tabitha with the I killed your mother thing. And honestly, Butch, with, like, what they were saying to us all along, where, like, Penguin says to Butch, like, oh, don't give me that. All you've ever been is hired muscle. And I was like, and that's been our criticism, like, for the last year, like, ever since, you know, he went back to Penguin, like, you know, despite the fact that Penguin cut off his hand and they decided to be BFFs again and, like, subordinates. Like, well, they, they didn't play Butch necessarily dumb in this episode, but he was kind of, like, jokey. He's like, why you gotta do that? He's like, oh, you gotta carry him now. You gotta cut me down bitch. in front of people. Love, like... <laughs> I guess it's kind of a lover's thing. And, and, like, and, like, and then um, she's like, 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 shut up, you dum-dums! It's like, like Ed, Ed, and Eddie over there. Um... <laughs> No, but but I love Penguin, like, threatening, but she's like, you think you're going to be the boss? All you've ever been is, like, you know, is is muscle. And I was like, yeah, pretty much, like, you know, fishes, you know, boy. But also, um, Tabitha said, you're not going to split us up so easily. Like, you're not going to get us, like, you know, argue each other and then you run away. That's not going to happen. And Butch yeah, that, like, that's what he did in the Falcone episode. Remember, um, uh, uh, All Happy Families are, like, the first season finale. He got, like, Maroney and Fish to turn on each other. So, uh, Did Penguin do that? Yeah, Penguin. Remember, he's like, uh, Fish, I know that my life is forfeit, but like, you know, blah, 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 don't kill Don Falcone, because once you do, Maroni will turn on you. That's where you're wrong, because I'm going to be the boss, and she's going to be, you know, the like, oh, yeah. uh, 
underboss. And then, like, they argued, and then, like, Fish killed him. And then there was a firefight, and, like, Penguin escaped in the uh, chaos. Right, right. And then he eventually, like, like almost killed... He did kill Fish. Uh, and uh, Butch just sat there and cried. <laughs> and never, like, mentioned it again. <laughs> um, I mean, what else? I mean, there's more to, like, get with the, the Riddler and Penguin thing. Um, I thought the acting was great. I mean, because, like, you know, I mean, I, I have not enjoyed Robin Lortita's performance because it's kind of been, like, the same, you know, like, just a kind of fidgety, constipated thing. Here, he was just pouring out emotion, and I really liked I, I, Honestly, <laughs> I liked him the most in Barbara's uh, scenes where, like, he was like, you know, okay, so you got to the Enigma, and you told him about this, and, you know, is that all about it? He was a lot more, like, kind of, like, uh, accepting about him being played, and I, I thought it was actually a good way to go with him until the very end when he was desperate again. Oh, uh, you you may you you mentioned to me like uh, when you gave me like the spoiler free phone call that like Penguin says to him, you were a stuttering you know like for like uh, jittery person, and I was like, <laughs> and you said to me that actually describes Penguin more than Riddler, <laughs> and I agree with that. Even, even in that scene, like he's like 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 he does, he does this thing where he like, he's like vibrating all over like uh. <laughs> like like a Doctor Katz cartoon, or, or like, like, like Tweak from uh, South Park or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That's a, that's a good one. And, and, and again, like, like 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 Riddler says, you know, you killed Isabella, and he's like, oh please, you would have killed her eventually. Which I mean, I don't know, I don't know if I yeah. Buy, I mean, I don't know if I necessarily buy that because he was rather sophisticated with her in the first place. But I, I think it's a good way to go with like. Well, she had that weird concern. thing, like choke me, Ed, choke me. I can't believe she's While I dress as your girl, well, I dress as your girlfriend that like killed. <laughs> uh, I also think when, I mean, when they replayed her death scene, she was actually dressed like uh, Miss Kringle and not the second character. It was kind of weird. It's like they forgot what, which costume to give her, so they just like gave her like Miss Kringle clothes, even though she's a different character. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we went over her ad nauseum in those episodes. Uh, another part that I liked is. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember. There was another line of Barber that I'm actually trying to remember right now. Uh, well, because we were talking about that. Head she was scene. like, "You're making a weird face, even weirder for you, or something like." I think at one point she says, "Like, dude," or something like that. I'm trying to remember. She ha- she had a line that I liked. Uh, I'm I'm just trying to like uh, I'm like rewinding in my head because like I, I had the point about it, but then we got, we got on Isabella. Was it near the beginning? Was it near the middle? I don't remember. Oh. Uh, soon Barbara Keen will run the Gotham. Oh yeah, she's like, oh she's like, she's like, like, like now you have the head of the table. Well, there's a bunch of full of like, like dead old guys. So no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a, it's it, it's so weird. The whole like who is the king of Gotham and running the mobs thing. That's that that's been kind of weird anyway. I mean, the, the Bullock, no, like, the police know that like Penguin's missing, but like no one cared about it. And I guess uh, like like he's the mayor's dead again or gone again. If he's dead, like, I guess my prediction hey, we should probably, be, we should talk about that, yeah. My prediction is that, um, they might play He'll it off He'll be brought back to life. <laughs> well, no, like, they might, you know how this, like, mirrored the pilot? They might play this off as he's dead, and, like, the whole next episode, you know, it'll be like, you know, uh... Everyone will talk as if he's dead. And the people who know that he was killed, you know, like, as far as everyone else knows, he'll be missing... And then, like, at the end of that first episode, Penguin will come from the water just like he did at the end of the pilot and, like, kill a fisherman and, like, eat his sandwich. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And he'll be angrier than ever. Uh, like yeah, was, uh... e- either that or they'll, like, keep him off the playing field for even longer. Like, like we'll have a few episodes where, like, 
we don't know where he is. And then, like, he'll show up in the season finale, like, teamed up with Fish. It's like, you two working together? Of course. We've always been friends. Like, and uh, <laughs> Here's what I liked, though. Like, like, they gave him a chance to say, okay, you can betray Riddler and that'll save your skin. They could have done that, and like the next several episodes would have been like, you know, ah, the penguin gets his revenge on Riddler. But they they played the emotions straight, and he they he committed to loving Riddler, and it, and it provided a conflict. Like, Riddler didn't see that coming, and it provided a true conflict. So we're either <laughs> I like Riddler's like, well, this runes. He's like, do I pass the test? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, well, I mean, so they like they like legitimately don't know what to do with that. Yeah, well, that's, that's good because it's like it doesn't give Riller an easy way out. I mean, he could. I mean, I think that like at the end when he did shoot him, it wasn't easy. I mean, I, I felt I felt it was harder for him than he thought it might be. Like the look on Corey Michael's face is Corey Michael Smith's face is like you know when Penguin's saying, "I know that the man you still could be." Riller buys that like from a from an old friend, but he still is vengeful over Isabella. It's like it, he's he still ended up shooting Riddler or shooting Penguin, but it was done. It was it was dragged out. A little harsh, more harshly than if Penguin just agreed with Barbara to go go against him, which I thought was a really, be- I thought that was the best way to play that. Well, and you know, some of the stuff he was saying too of, uh, you know, like if you kill me, this won't be for self preservation. This won't be for you know, like uh, you know, this is like cold blooded. You know, like like this will change you. He's like, well, I killed before. He's like, but this will change you. Like. That was a well-written scene. I, I might have to watch it a, a few more so, times. It's so well acted. Too. I, I, I love, I love that you know he was like spitting and he's, he's like you know, I love you, Edward, and I love the man you become. Please don't do this. Like I mean that that's that's not like you know, crappy Gotham dialogue. That's that's characters acting. Well, and honestly, like I was worried when he killed Isabella. I was like, oh man, this is going to drag that love triangle out even longer now. Like, in fact, I remember like six months ago or however long it was, like when like. They, when Isabella showed up, I was like, oh, great. Now we're going to do a thing where, like, you know, Penguin's jealous of Isabella. And then, um, which, by the way, I, I remember that line from Barbecue and I like now. where like, Penguin's like, you see, when I killed Isabel... And then, like, Barbara Keen, like, annoyed, says, I think her name is Isabella, but, like, go on. Like, <laughs> like I love the way Aaron Richards says that. She's like, okay, I think her name was Isabella. Like, she's like, she has, like, no time for this. That was going to kill me trying to remember what that line was the rest of the podcast. <laughs> and then the other possibility is that, like, that Penguin's taken out of the water, like, at the beginning of, like, the next episode. Like, Norman Osborn issue uh, 123 of Amazing Spider-Man style. Like, <laughs> we see a corpse for sure. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I, mean, I, mean, I, I don't, I'm not convinced that he's been murdered. But nevertheless, he has legitimately been shot and, like, is seeking to death. He, he, he can't just bounce back from this next episode. He's in the hospital, at least. Or he's disappeared for a while, like, and then, like, he'll show back up, like, in a wheelchair or, like, something or... Uh, he shows back up and he has gained a lot of weight and he looks like the Penguin. Well, like, the, I, I joked to Don, like, earlier tonight that, like, a witch will turn him into, like, a real-life penguin, 100 Deeds of Eddie <laughs> McDowd style, where, like, he has to, like, you know, do a bunch of good deeds to change back into a human. Yeah, that's that's, 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 that's totally going to happen on this show. I absolutely – it better not. <laughs> but it would be weird. <laughs> hey. It would be like Tusk, right? Like, 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 like Barbara Lortana running around with a gigantic beak. Help me! <laughs> <laughs> well, no one will be able to understand him, and Barbara will be like, "Oh, this penguin is cute. He looks familiar. He reminds me of someone." <laughs> what do you think, Bush? <laughs> oh, you're crazy, Barbara. You know, like, 
<laughs> and cut. What kind of script is this? <laughs> uh, but, but let's, let's ask ourselves a question. Like, if Robin Lord Taylor is, you know, off of the show, how does that change the show? We don't have to put up with him anymore. We like him. <laughs> not, not I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the actor. I was like, he's been a delight. Uh, the, the character has been grinding my gears for a while, and that's that's pretty based on the writing, not the character himself. But like, seriously, like, like, like I, I like Riddler. I mean, I, I hated Riddler last season half the time uh, until he started getting after Jim Gordon. But like, we go after him and Butch and Tabitha and I guess Barbara Keen. And because like, I mean, you could legitimately do the thing where like he's gone like Fish Mooney and have him bring back on the finale. Yeah, do I don't know if I would want to wait that long. Although that being said, like when we come back, like it's it's going to be like you know rapid fire episodes till the finale, so it won't. I'm, be... I'm going to be a year older, and I know I will be 28 when we come back because like that's how long it is between now and then. Several months. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it, it's weird. Like, and as a, as a podcaster, it's good because like we get a break because you know from have you know. Because when these episodes come out, we got to, like, schedule a time to record them and then get them out before the next episode, you know. And sometimes we're more successful than others, but, you know. And record at 1 a.m. like we're doing right now. Yeah, but, like, yeah, um, exactly. But when but when it comes out weekly, it is, like, you know, hard to do. But, I mean, as a viewer, I love the weekly episodes. But as, you know, um, a fan, it's uh, <laughs> it's rough. Um, I think that, like, the Riddler Penguin scene is... Uh, to me, it's one of the most memorable scenes in the show. Not only does it call back to like the really great scene in the pilot, but like it's an emotional plateau for both characters that that, that have earned that that plateau. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we ever finished the thought of like you know of uh, what would the show be like without Robin Lord Taylor. Like you, you said that you would have to put up, but I mean, I guess. Hmm. It could focus on other characters, and that promo that they aired, it made it look like, you know, maybe the focus will shift from, like, Rise of the Penguin to Rise of the Riddler. Because we would say in that first season with Stella that, um, uh, you know, that the show was, like, not only a Gordon origin story, but it was also kind of a Penguin origin story. But it's... Uh, yeah, I was down because they knew he was like slick in, in like the Riddler Derby bowler hat and the in the Korean suit. I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. It it, do, it does look cool, and actually, you know, if we concentrate on Nigma for a while, it's it's hard for me to imagine the show without Penguin because I'm not entirely convinced that that he's dead. But that being said, um, I also had my conspiracy theories about like Lee's not really pregnant; she's lying to Jim. And then when looks like oh actually she miscarried i'm like she didn't really miscarry she's still pregnant or she's secretly had the baby and like over a year later i I finally let that go uh but so uh, i i have a history of not believing the show when it tells me something that it's doing and well i mean i mean i mean realistically he's the penguin he can't die but a, they brought the characters back. They brought the Joker back from the dead before, and two, they're not dead until we see like until well, we see the character. But that pass being away. said, like this show does not have to follow canon. You know, as much as like I would love it to follow canon, no, they killed off Maroni and Nesson. Yeah, well, and you know who is Maroni? And I mean, yeah, I, I say that jokingly. Like we know who Maroni is, you know, and he's part of Two Face's origin, et cetera, et cetera. Speaking of Two Face, like Harvey Dent has like. Not dared to show his face this this entire season. I think. Well, he's not contracted for it. I know that, but it's like remember Harvey Dent series regular for season two shows up 
<laughs> for for five minutes because the writers, you know, I, I never blame that on the actors. I just think like the writers and the producers, like you know, will sign these people up for a season, and then you know, like Alan Montoya, they realize they have no space for them, and then you know, get rid of them. Uh, you know, it's and, such an insult to that actor to have him on the DVD cover when he literally like doesn't even appear that much yeah. next to Lucius Fox, who does. <laughs> now, by the way, you mentioned to me like before I started watching that Selena was not in this episode, and when I heard that, I was disappointed because I really wanted to see the follow up between her and Bruce from last episode. That being said, watching this episode, um, I never once missed her. At one point, I thought, "Oh, I wonder what Selena." No. <laughs> yeah. At one point, I th- I was like, "Well," I, and I thought to say I I didn't like Selena, but you know, just that this episode had so much going on that like the characters who were missing. Like her and, and Lucius Fox, who hasn't done anything in forever. Um, I, I will say, um, well, that's, not, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. He's he he helps them find guys. I mean, he's but there. What I mean but is, not, like, no. and, like done anything that like you could like replace him with another character the way that you could with Bullock. Like those well, those scenes where I Lucius mean, what, is like, like you know I Gordon mean, a clue. Like that could be you know Nigma from season one. That could be. Um, Alvarez or whatever that like random cop is. No, that's not true because because like 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 not everybody can do science. Like, I, I mean, granted, Lee can and maybe maybe Edward can, but like you can't replace him with Alvarez and have him do the same. Stuff. Okay, but you know that being like Lucius hasn't had like a Lucius Fox moments. No, I, I'll give you that. He's not been given a lot of meat to. He's not been given a lot right. of meat the way he was last season. So I'll give you I, that. I don't miss but, like, him as much as I miss like Selena. But that being said, this episode. Um, but speaking of which, I didn't miss Selena because Selena's been like angry like the last four weeks. I, I didn't miss. Her yeah, but that was a good time with her last. Now, what I didn't like about the episode, I'll be honest, is like I was not too keen on um the like scenes like where like we cut back like at least two or three times, maybe even more of like you know the court of Al's headquarters and then like Mwahaha and like oh yeah, so- only, only twice, only twice, <laughs> like soon, soon. Like- it was kind of like um, I love Metalocalypse, but like every single episode of like <laughs> the first season, it would, it would it would like cut to like you know the the council, the council like ah Death Clock is you know gonna like go to the water park you know if they go to the water park you know America will crumble. What should we should we act? No, soon. And it was like <laughs> like the Court of Owls just seen there going soon. And in fact, like. Uh, I was happy when Jerome broke that owl statue because I was like, yes, let this be the end of that plot line. But I'm sure that they're going to, like, paste it back together and find the map, you know, in the next few episodes or something. Like, Why would it still work? <laughs> like, I was like, yes, Jerome, destroy that owl statue, you know, so that we can be rid of this, like, you know, inane plot line. Well, we'll talk, we'll take, like, one, one shout out to Comic Film Review because the guy who's playing Gordon's uh, Uncle Frank was in the, our last movie we talked about, The Phantom, uh, James Remar. He was also uh, riding in uh, Mortal Kombat 2 Annihilation, and he, it sucked. But um, uh, secondly, I love the joke where, like, Jerome drops a thing on the carpet. He's like, huh, tougher than I thought. He kind of just, like, tosses it behind his back and it cracks. And, and Gordon's like, God, or uh, uh, Alfred's like, God damn it. Like, that was awesome. <laughs> we spent weeks wasting our time with this insane thing. <laughs> like, and yeah. now it's broken without an area thought. <laughs> that was awesome. So, so are, are we into, like, the, the Bruce and Jerome plot now? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm kind of cool to just, like, you know, to talk about whatever is coming to our mind with this episode. It really is nothing much, nothing much but that, though. I mean, like... Well, yeah, I mean, like, the, like, the like Court of Owls, but, like, how much can we say about that? And, like, I did ask you, you know, like, 
Oh, like I remember, like this morning, like oh yeah, we haven't seen the Bruce Wayne clone or twin or whatever he's like. They never revealed exactly what he is. I was like, oh yeah, we haven't seen him in a while. Like I want the hard act robot. Yeah, I, I wonder when he's going to come back into play. So I guess he's there, and you know, obviously they're playing us. So yeah, they said that he moved. They removed his scars. Yeah, I mean, I would hope that we get some answers about like what the heck he is because we never got that, but. I mean, I'll be honest, I did not like any of those Court of Owls scenes, and then Gordon's uncle, Fra- Gordon's uncle Frank, and I thought that his dad was alive and involved with the Court of I know his dad was in the Flash, his dad was in a flashback, when... Well, his, no, no, his dad was in a hallucination. Right, but then at the end of the episode, like, we see someone, and, like, I guess we were to assume that that was his dad, like, yes, his dad's alive and working for the... I thought so, but now I'm pretty sure that was his uncle Frank then, because, like, his, like it, was, it was in present time. Yeah, unless... Both of them are like working for the court or something. Like, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd have to go. I'd uh, honestly have no, to. No, because would they wouldn't they show him? Wouldn't they show him and not just? But it's like, why would they have like a dun 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 revelation for a character that like we've never seen before? Because the show is incompetent. <laughs> That's why, except for this episode. Like, generally speaking, they're, they're kind of bad. I, that I, way. I would have to go back and like, and, and I would honestly have to go back and look at the episode and like look at the actor list. Because, uh, you know, I, I, this could be, you know, the Mendel. It's not the same actor who played his dad in the hallucination. I know that because it wasn't James Remar that, back then. So was James Remar in that episode, though? Like, you know, like at, no, when no, they no. showed the guy at the end. Oh, uh, in the end, I did he have any lines? I, I'm not sure. I think he did. I mean, I don't I mean, this might be, you know, the Mandela effect if, if, if I'm using that 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 term properly or something, you know, of like, you know, a, a false memory and, you know, collective false memory or something. Uh, We've been ghost hacked as ghost in the show. Yeah, or <laughs> Sinbad was in a movie where he was a genie. I swear. Or, uh, or, or, or there was like a girl it's... street shark. <laughs> 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 you read that article, right? <laughs> yeah, an entire season worth of episodes that never happened <laughs> with the Photoshop. That's legendary. Yeah, so it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, so I guess Gordon has like, and it, you know what must be done, but I don't think you're gonna do it. And like, they said that line in like three or four different forms, like throughout those Court of Owls scenes. That's why I felt like they, they there was like four Court of Owls scenes instead of only two, because nothing much was really like said in them. So, <laughs> oh no, oh god, no, I'm, I've never liked the Court of Owls in this show. But like, there was that line where like, was like, let's give the GCPD more time. You have more, you have faith in Gordon. It's dangerous, and then end of scene. It's like, what is and that it's mean? like your faith in Gordon is is dangerous. You know, you must you, you you know what must be done. Yes, I know what must be done. No one refuses. Get out of here. No one refuses an order from the court. Gordon, can you please yeah. come with me? No. Oh, be your friend. No. Oh, you're no fun. <laughs> Don't worry, uh, Mistress Court of Owls. I'll get him. I can be very persuasive. He cocks a gun. <laughs> Get out of my apartment. <laughs> I'll be your friend. Oh, you're mean. <laughs> I, 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 I'm ready to Yeah, Go ahead, Jerome. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to come across as like, oh, I'm, I'm a big Jerome fanboy. I love it. Like, like, not as much as like he's hyped up to be, but like, I mean, I mean, seriously, credit where credit is due. Cameron Monaghan, which I think is how you pronounce his name. He is absolutely terrific. They write him well. I mean, I have to imagine that some of his lines are ad-libs because they, they are so, like, off the cuff. 
Um, did you have any lines that you liked from him in this episode? Uh, honestly, nothing in particular. Like, I didn't hate any lines from him. Okay. But I'm, well, I mean, some of the, some of the stuff I, which is the whole like, I, I, oh, I, I be just free, liked, um, do what you want, you know, like you know thing. But like, I mean, well, he, I mean, well, say, he, he wasn't all about that. Like, 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 like his sycophants were in the last yeah. episode. He, he's he's a lot more interesting than yeah. that. Well, maybe not a lot more, but like he's like I, I like the lines where like um. Like he's like, you know, ah, oh, Bruce, you've grown or whatever, and like, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like, the last time I saw you in season whatever, like, cause I think it was like the transition between seasons like two and three, where like Bruce like grew like another foot, and when he like when he goes to like Gordon's like house for the first time, like that they're, they're the same height or like Bruce is taller. It's literally Batman and Robin size from the from the Silver Age, <laughs> and Bruce is Batman and Gordon is. Robin. <laughs> um. I mean, there's some lines in the, in, in the Wayne Manor where he says, I guess he says like you know, uh, we don't need him to kill the old guy. And uh, I think I think I, I, don't, I like I liked when um, Bruce says Bruce says you won't get away with this. I already have. Like like you know, it's, it's not like you know, I won't let you ruin Yeah, I mean I mean, but like he says like very like I already have. It, it, like he's very. What I like about the Joker, you know, and the, the Joker's one of those characters, that, you know, like I. Can, I, I, I don't want to say I liked him before he was cool, but, like, he's such a, like Batman himself, he's such a mainstream character now that, like, it's not, it doesn't mean anything when you say that you like the character, but what I do like about the Joker is that, like, if he's written well, he can have his own, like, sense of humor, and he's funny without being, like, written to be funny. He's just got, like, naturally humorous, and they really understand him more than other characters. I think they understand the Joker as a character more than they understand Riddler, more than they understand Penguin, more than they understand Mr. Freeze. I think that, that, that for, somehow, among, among, against all odds, they nailed this character. And they know it's like Bruce, Bruce Wayne. They, they nailed Bruce Wayne way more than they nailed Gordon. Um, and, th- and this episode was all over with like Batman and Joker dialogue that I thought, I could tell that the actors really got into because they were playing those characters more iconic. That I think they like they got more to the performance. <laughs> It, it it always bothers me that like you know Jerome is not the person who he was in his first appearance where he was just like a kid that lived at the circus who got mad and killed his mom and like now he's like this like carnage level threat to the series and that's something that I'm going to have to get over because this I mean they got rid of that last season though I mean like that was that was gone by like the time well he but came but back. that's what I mean it's like that's not who this person was when we met him and like it's just like a very very big leap where like it was just like a kid. You know, who like, but again, that, that's my issue and I need to get over because the show is taking him in this other direction and I can't handicap the show forever because like of something that it did with the character in one episode, you know what I mean? And like measure everything against it. I mean, I, I, I hear you saying it's kind of, it's kind of like Gordon, you know, like I regret killing Galavan, like really, but at the same time, I mean, I, 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 I just put don't it to care. the level of Gordon killing Galavan because that is a more character changing moment and like everything and. Well, it's, it's 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 like a it's like a discrepancy that 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 you that's holding you back from from fully, fully embracing Jerome, and also you know like that. But I mean, I'm I'm having. I mean, I, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, I think the whole cult thing around him is stupid. I don't like that. But like, I can separate him, the character, from all that because his performance is so engaging. I mean, everything that he does in this episode, everything he does in this episode, everything he says, it doesn't feel out of character, or doesn't it doesn't feel like. It feels totally right towards Joker, and in a, in a really good way. Like you know, um, like the guy going on too much. And he's like, you know, shut up, and shoots him. And um, uh, yeah, and, and there was a great moment where he says, you know, like, like you know, um, 
like uh, you know, you know, I, I represent you know the mom, the parents who want to strangle their their children or disability that because you know it's like the what is he said something like like the, like you know it doesn't matter and like Which, he's, he's, he goes uh, honestly and, and this is something that's just hitting me now that line kind of goes back to his origin like you know the husband who wants to you know like kill his wife the the wife who wants to like kill her like because that's what Jerome was in his first episode he was the son who wanted to kill his mother. Mm-hmm. So actually, so well, actually, it, that whole complaint I have about how we feel like he's not who he is in his origin, that line does kind of tie back to his like origin episode, which I, I think after all is said and done, I want to rewatch that episode, even though like that was like one of our least favorite episodes of season one because of like some of yeah, well, the, the stupid stuff there, like uh, uh, Jim Gordon and Lee are like arguing over if psychics are real and stuff like that, and like. <laughs> And, like, Gordon wants to have sex, and Lee's like, no, let's, like, go, like, search the abandoned mine for, like, a coin that, like, the blind fortune teller says is there. You followed a snake, and then, like, you know, like, like the arguing Graysons. Oh, gosh, I forgot <laughs> that the Graysons... <laughs> I wonder how the Graysons feel about, like, Jerome after all of this. Like... But, but I, 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 I want to finish this, because I don't want to... I just want to go back to that episode. Like, I, I legitimately like the scene where he's like, you know, it doesn't matter. And, like, he's, he's tells he, like, goes into... His face is, it doesn't matter, it, it doesn't. And like, for that one moment, he drops a facade, but it's, it's like in a Joker kind of way where he really like, 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 listen to me, I, I, it, you know. And again, it's not a wholly unique idea, but it's about that he believes it so completely. And, and, you know, like, you know, it's, I, you don't, you won't get away with this, I already have kind of thing. Um, it, I, it, it's just, just small stuff, like, you know, the fight in the mirror, a uh, hollow mirror, it's just like, it's like in the Dragon Ball. <laughs> that that made like me think of Baby Doll when, like, he's shooting, like, all the, like, Bruce Wayne's. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's me in there, the real me. <laughs> Why couldn't you just let me make believe? Well, also, I mean, I mean, this is this is a coincidence, but he called Bruce Darlin, and that reminds me of like. I thought Knight about Returns that too, well. like, like, yeah, that that's Dark Knight Returns. Like, I don't think that that was intentional. Like, I think that that was just because, like, mm-hmm. calling like Batman or like Bruce Wayne like an affectionate like you know name is like a kind of a Joker thing to the point where I think if anything, if it, if they're ever uh, like straight up taking something from something else, it's always like the the, the video stuff from Heath Ledger. That's too obvious to not ignore but everything else might be coincidence yeah i mean i'd be impressed if the darling thing came from that but i mean i don't think that they have like that relationship yet uh well i mean i i i also bought like you know he was crazy like oh i just want to kill bruce wayne again it didn't feel like you know i must live my life killing bruce wayne because he's batman the joker it it worked well for his it was the last thing he was going to do before he died and like he feels like it's unfinished business like so yeah, yeah, the, 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 that that yeah. didn't bother me at all. And it's just just stuff like 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 the uh, Gordon friends show up and there's a big fight and he still tries to get the cannon off and he's like waving to Bruce like ah like like he's that nuts he's that like you know into what mm-hmm. he's doing. Jeffrey Taylor um, made a point at the very beginning of the season and it's happened a few times since then uh, that like Bruce Wayne gets kidnapped an awful lot. Um, how do you feel about that? Like, because that was in the back of my mind. Honestly, like the, the moment that the show the show was commissioned, I saw all of that coming because he's a child character, and it it sets up him learning how to take care of himself because yeah. so he won't get kidnapped as as he gets older. So, like, I, I don't have a problem with it. I, I don't really care. Well, and to me, it's kind of like Smallville, where like there was like running bits, like Lex getting knocked out, people like breaking in the Luther Mansion all the time, which people keep on breaking in the way man. And now in fairness, the power was out throughout the whole city. So like, it was probably easier for Jerome and friends to break in the Wayne manor. Uh, and again, like with this time, Bruce getting kidnapped, like 
go back to that cult episode from a year ago where like they rescued Bruce and like Bruce had no way of getting out, but like he still like says to Selena and Alfred all cockingly like I was gonna get out. <laughs> I didn't need you guys. <laughs> and now cut to now, like over a year later, and that comes to fruition. Like he gets out. Like had Gordon and friends not showed up. Bruce, like, was still getting out of there. Although, I guess without, like, the cops shooting and distracting them, like, he probably wouldn't have run very far because, you know, Well, I, 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 I mentioned this to you earlier. I did want to mention that, like, uh, the level of violence in this, like, when he's stapling Bruce's arm, it was a really good scene, and it worked off in terms of the plot. I was surprised that they showed literally, like, like a kid, like, like a 15-year-old kid, get his freaking arm stapled. By a, by, by, a, by a serial killer. That is... that's Well, and then I like how, like, Bruce, like, took it the first few times, and then he eventually, like, broke, which, you know... Yeah, yeah, he, he still has his limits. Well, well, which I, I, yeah, I, I love that. Cool. And, um, you know, the other stuff, too, and... Uh... And, I mean, and, and again, like, the fight. Like, you know, Bruce, like... You see throughout the entire episode... Like, this is why this episode's so well-directed, because, like, you see... They show you Bruce's reaction immediately to all the horror going on. And it is very Joker kind of, like, nut, you know, madness going on. I love Jerome putting the showed... dead guy's blood on Bruce as a smile, by the way. Well, it, it, I mean, it's all very thematic. You know, where, where, where he's like, where he says, you know, there's, you know, he's honestly, he's, he's echoing Christian Bale, saying, you know, Gotham still has good people. And Jerome's like, like no, they're not. Like, what, the people who are hiding from, from people? Th- those aren't good people. There aren't any heroes. And it's just, the camera stays on Bruce's face, like, there are no heroes. So that's going to help him decide to become one. I mean, it's it's not... I, it's, honestly, it's, it's not terribly subtle, but it's just thematic enough that it works very well. And, and I, I think, I think to me, one of the biggest like thematic, th- thematically successful scenes is when he's pounding the crap out of him in the Hall of Mirrors, and he sees the monster that he wants to kill, and and, and then he looks into the mirror, and he, and like because he has like the, like the clown makeup on. He see it, it, the, it, the similarities are not are are beyond skin deep, and yeah, it's it, it, like seventh grade like psychology. The, 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 but it I mean, I didn't level. hate that scene, but that did bother me about that shot. Like, okay, this is seventh grade psychology now, but you know, like well, no, but, it, but, it, it didn't mean, ruin the episode for obvious, me. The episode is still in A plus, but like that moment, like it was like eh, I, I I could do without like it, it was just it was like a Dan Slott comic where like it was overly telegraphed, and I feel like there was a more subtle way to convey that same message. Well, well, here's the thing, though. Gotham. I mean, honest. I'm. I'm gonna be honest. Like Gotham usually isn't. Whatever you think of, like the the skill level to portray that sort of like uh, subtle storytelling, Gotham is usually not that good. Like it really isn't. It's it's like it's like the Mad Hatter is like the least subtle character they've ever had on a show. And I'm not saying it was. It, it's, it's not subtle. But <laughs> cut cut to next season where we have. Uh, I don't know, like Harley Quinn, like even less subtle or something. Yeah, Harley Quinn's never subtle, but like what I'm, what I'm saying is that like it gets it it, it works for it, it something doesn't have to be subtle for it to work to, for it to be effective. I mean, you, you can even see it a mile, oh, coming a mile away, but like as long as it's uh, as long as the fidelity towards the characters is intact, it it, it it's worth doing. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, it, it wasn't like you know oh I'm surprised, but like but like it was it's still. Because it, it you know because it defines who Bruce Wayne is in that scene and for what he's going to be later on, it it's worth having that scene in there. Well, and the follow up to that it's, with the conversation with Alfred, I really liked where it was like, "What are we training yes. for?" I don't know. Well, I don't know either. But like you know, let's. Uh, 
Yeah, well, and then I, I will not kill. I will not. Which uh, you compare that to, like, we keep on going back to old episodes, but, like, you compare that to, like, his argument with Selene in season one when they killed Reggie. It's like, I keep on saying they killed Reggie. Like, it was but too soon. kind of yeah. stood there. And, like, he's like, I swore I would never cross that line. And you said that, like, it wasn't earned because, like, you know, when did Bruce get to this point? And, and we see that. I thought that it was earned here where, like, you saw him, like, do the soul searching and, like, I will not kill. And that is, you know, a fundamental part of Batman. And before people say, well, hold on a second. I don't even want to hear it. it, it, I don't want to hear anything about it. Hold on a second. Batman killed people in the Golden Age all the time. Like, name five stories in the, actually, there's probably is five throughout the Golden Age, but, like, they're they're more spread out than people think. Like, it's, he, he had a machine gun on the Bat plane in, like, one story where he fought monster men. He, like, cracked a guy's neck in another story. He shot vampires, but, like, people talk about the... He replaced Napoleon with with his own costume and had let him get blown but, up. But, like, people talk about, like, those stories as if, like, Batman's gun that, like, he carried, like, for, like, a few issues, like, was, like, used as much as a batarang, you know, was, or a bat rope. Well, 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 people think that... People want to pretend that Batman was, like, the Punisher when, like, Superman had a larger body count. Back in those days? <laughs> yeah, and, like, yes, there are instances so, throughout canon of Batman killing, like Batman Returns, and, like, you know, a few select Golden Age stories, but, like, as the character is, and as he's, Dawn of and as he's been for most, I, I was gonna say that, as he's been for most of his career, like, like, most of his history, he is not a killer, as, like, the character has, you know, evolved into the form that we... It's, 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 an, it's an important part of his character that's not worth... Yeah, and not to, like, do Dawn of Justice talk, but, like, I was thinking of Dawn of Justice during the whole, like, you know, like, I will not kill thing, and it's, and I was thinking, like, yes, they understand this better than, you know, they understood in Dawn of Justice, and this is when some person's like, well, what you have to understand about Dawn of Justice is this is a Batman who, you know, went through a lot, and da 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 and no, what Alfred said, like, like no, no matter the circumstance nor the scenario. <laughs> but but Alfred, so I don't what if it's a Kryptonian and Jason Todd has been killed by the Joker? And uh... <laughs> well, the argument that I always hear is like, like, well, he's been at it for a very long time, you guys. He's gotten old, and I'm like, yeah, the same thing in Dark Knight Returns. He didn't kill him, so you know, yeah. off. <laughs> okay, I'll cut that out. <laughs> I, think I think of Sarah. The rest is easy. <laughs> Yeah, I get Gordon for that. But, but I mean, like, I, I'm still on this. So, so it's like, um, oh, what was I going to say? Ah, uh, damn you. Um, You're talking about Bruce and Jerome's scene. Well, it's 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 like, you know, he thought that Alfred was dead. So he had nothing <laughs> I, I, to lose. I, I, and, I didn't and he's, realize he's, that he thought Alfred was dead until he said, you killed Alfred. Like... I, mean, I, I think it's, it's not impossible for him to presume that oh, was like gunned down obviously, by literally three guys with guns. In that situation, I, I wasn't aware that he thought that because, like, when he left the room, he said to Alfred, "I'll come back for you," and he didn't seem to have a reaction Did about Alfred presumably dying until that moment. So, I'll give you that. Yeah, they, they probably could have made that. Yeah, like if line. he would have been like sad throughout the episode. Like, in fact, I think it would have been better. Like, and again. I hate to criticize this episode because it was a good episode, but one thing that would have been effective is as Jerome is leaving the room with, like, Bruce, if Bruce hears a gunshot and he's presuming that, like, that's the killing shot of Alfred, and then Jerome says, oh, I guess your butler's dead, and then, like, a few times when they're at the carnival, like, you know, like, doing those games, like, Jerome throws it in his face some more, like, it would make, you know, the whole thing of, like, you know, Bruce now has no hope or something. It would make that moment, like, at the end where he doesn't kill, like, 
you know, have more poignancy and heroics, but, you know, whatever. That, that, that's... Well, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know about the whole killing thing, but but like, because like to me, it was, that whole thing was him wanting to kill him was built up over seeing all that horror. And yeah, the well, seeing but his, I seeing him, um, the, that that guy in the piranhas that was that was awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'll agree with you. Like in terms, like you know, what he was thinking of Alfred, that could have been presented yeah. clearer. Right when he said you killed Alfred, he does think yeah. Alfred's dead. Like okay, which it makes sense that he would because you know he left a room with. Alfred about yeah. to be executed, but I mean, then again, he, he's seen Alfred well, take I mean, on Zaz's like, Bly if, Girls if, if, like, you know, every other episode. <laughs> well, I mean, if you put 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 yourself in Bruce's shoes, so you presume that your, your, Alfred's, uh, your butler's dead, you've seen all these people like, like, like horribly killed around you, and you're punching the lights out of a guy who literally looks like a monster who is laughing at you and saying to do it. And you look yourself in the mirror, and you know, and, and you look at like a clown face. It's not subtle, but again, like, like mm-hmm. that builds character he was i mean that i mean bruce in this show has never been pushed to this point in this show so this is this unlike that time with reggie this is absolutely the time where he says i i don't kill and alfred didn't tell him to to like make that rule he told him to repeat it but but like bruce came to it on his own and that's how you build his character Mm -hmm. and um i like throughout the time in the carnival you see like the fear in bruce's face like you you know like uh when Jerome, like, puts the knife, like, to his throat a few times, like, you see Bruce, like, uh, afraid. And I, I don't think we've seen that as much. Like, even, like, you know, when he was going to be sacrificed by the Order of St. Dumas. Well, again, about the acting, like, when he was freaking out over, over at Jerome in the Hall of Mirrors, beating the crap out of him and screaming at him. I mean, Donovan Mazzal's, like, broke into a cry. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it, it was... I mean, and I, I've heard people, like, I've, at least some people, like, because he's been in, like, some, like, horror movies lately as, as a kid. And I've heard people kind of, you know, dog those movies and dog him. Well, one movie must have been filmed a while ago because I saw like a trailer or something, and he looked like he looked he looked like it was yeah, like was two young. seasons ago, Gotham or something like that. Movie's like been on the shelf or I don't know. Well, I mean, you can say a lot about Gotham, and not, we have we have a lot, and you can, you can, you can even say that there has some bad acting in it. And I don't think the the regulars have bad acting, but like some of the guest stars have bad acting. You cannot say that Davian Bazalis is not a very, very good actor. I mean, you, you, you can't say... He's, he is better than the majority of the actors on this show. And he, he proves it with, like, with like very little to work with. And this one, when they give him a lot to work with, he shows his range, and it comes off like Batman. It's, it's not just Bruce Wayne of Gotham, the show. It, it feels like the character. And it's so weird to me that like this show screws up Jim Gordon, you know, on the regular. But like with, with the Joker and Batman... They somehow know how to do that. It's 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 odd to me because I think Jim Gordon is an easy character to like, write for, or should be. But mm-hmm. I, I digress. I, I love, my favorite scene was with him and the Alfred at the end, where he like he like runs off. He's ready to go to work. Like that's how eager he is to like you know figure himself out. <laughs> well, and uh, and when you said that someone was going to die, like I like I said, I thought that Alfred was like a goner in that scene where like, and I do love uh, when, when they hug, and I do love um, Jerome coming out and like his face like coming off as, as unrealistic as that probably is. And, and then they have that line, like, oh, as soon as his face is reattached, he's going to Arkham. And I'm thinking, wouldn't, like, is that? No, it's not. <laughs> like, I mean, because I, I, I guess it really he would just grow a new face. Um, I, no, and, and I, I, I don't want to think about I, it. I, I'm not a doctor. I honestly don't know how it works, but I would imagine it would just be like getting a scab on your skin. Like, eventually it would grow or... I, I, I don't know, like, I guess he would well, have I mean, to wear I mean, a bandage because, like, 
you you could be like infected, like you know. So I guess there's God, yeah. I mean, I mean, gangrene would set in so fast because like that face has been around, been around like 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 water and gr- grime and people hitting it and like reattaching with, with like with, like dirty metal. Um, I need we need to talk to like I mean, a like, scientist. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, I I guess I, I am a scientist Alexa because like she is like a nurse practitioner. She could probably <laughs> I should like text her. What would happen if a guy's face got cut off? Like and like. The, and plus, like, the skin that, like, got cut off, that's, like, dead skin at that point. Like, would it not, like, yeah. stapling it? Yeah, you can't reattach like, it. Uh, it, it. Yeah, it'd be like skinning your knee and trying to, like, staple the knee back together. We just, like, just need to put a bandage over it. But, yeah, like I, like, I don't even think, like, his, like, the skin from his face would, like, look normal at this point because... I mean, in the comics, he had his he he had his face back, and I'm, and I'm trying to remember how that happened. I'm pretty sure that like, his face was just like magic back or something. I mean, like, oh, I, 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 I don't know how he has his face back. back because, like, because again, like if you cut yourself, like the skin eventually grows. Hold on one second. I, mean, I, I, I need to figure out like how he got his face back because uh, he did. He did. Oh my god, it did grow back. <laughs> well, that, that's what I would think. Like, you know. Um, I'm lost to looking at, is it possible to cut your face off? <laughs> Yahoo answers, this is funny. Is it possible to cut your face off? And then, like, the person says, okay, I know how this looks, but I'm not trying to cut my face off. I was just thinking one day, and it came into my mind, is it possible to cut your face off? Like, if you made a cut off by your chin and then peeled it all off, please answer with what you think. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it. I, like, like, I know that this sounds. Okay, they said that you would probably die from blood loss. Um, no sane individual would try to do this. Uh, da, da, da. There was a guy, and he cut off his face with the. Okay, apparently. Dang. Okay, apparently they, this they happened to a guy in real life. He like was on PCP, and he like cut his face off and fed it to his dog. Okay, moving on because it's late, and I'm gonna get nightmares. Um, did you have anything to say? Anything else to say about uh? The Bruce and Drum stuff? I mean, no, nothing that we haven't already covered. I mean, you know, there's only so many ways to say that we liked it and it was good. And, I mean, the thing that I keep on coming back to that, like, to me is, like, nice, clever symmetry is, uh, like I said, the Order of St. Dumas episode where, like, Bruce was rescued. And then he, like, and we didn't know how he would have gotten out if he wasn't rescued. And he says, I had a plan to get out all on my own. And Bruce and, and Alfred and, and Selena just looking at each other like, uh, what does he mean by that? And here we are one year later, and that's exactly what happened. He got out, like, on his own. So, like, yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. further it's, evolution, it's, it's like, the, the, Bruce, like, um, the Bruce evolution, you know, to the next Pokemon form. It's, it's like in The Flash in season one, he was always, like, at the mercy of, like, you know, uh, Cisco and Caitlin telling him how to get out of a situation. Like, you know, how do I put out a fire? Run, Barry. But, like, now, like, like they've... They've shown how he how he uses powers on the fly to figure things out like on his own, and now, and now he's telling that to Kid Flash. Like like there is legitimate development where he does learn, and he he doesn't need you know Alfred or Gordon bailing him out all the time. Yeah, um, talk, let's talk about Gordon this episode. There's not a lot to say about him, but you know, I love how we call him Gordon, like the guy from Sesame Street. Like we don't call him Jim or anything like that. Like <laughs> and he's, like, Bond. <laughs> he's just always been Gordon with us. I mean, I mean to, to me, it's it's like like the character from the comics. I, I always call Commissioner Gordon, but this one is like Gordon because like he does. He, he, he's <laughs> not Gordon. Always running from a spooky bullocks. Always <laughs> does the most. Ah, uh, now I gotta fall to the mystery assault. 
Um, I mean, there really, I mean, all he was was trying trying to figure out where Jerome was. I mean, there wasn't any, like, you know, development. Like, oh, no, Lee, I, I miss her. Like, that's not new, so. I, yeah, I, I, well, I, I mean, say I about guess, you know, if you wanted to talk about his scene or, like, you know, Lee's scene, where, like, <laughs> um, but, I mean, I guess that there's really not much to add to that because it's it's status quo stuff, like, you know, Lee still mad at, you know, uh, at, at Jim, which, you know, for good reason. Good we'll reason. Like, her. why are you working there? Like, Quit your job. Like, I mean, is the economy that bad? The answer, it's Gotham City. Yes, I guess so. Or maybe Lee has. Why is she always like in, in like a night dress too? Like she's always like in this like black dress with like high heels. It's like, I, I know it's Hollywood, but for God's yeah. sake. Uh, and, and you made a point to me too, that like there is a scene where like Bullock is sitting in the captain's chair, but like Gordon's like sitting in front of him, like giving him orders. Like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And it's like, Bullock, we need a Either Bullock needs to, like, you know, nut up and, like, you know, start taking command and, like, you know, making Gordon listen to him. Or we need a new captain because this isn't working. <laughs> make and I, and You and I were talking on the phone. Like, we should just make Gordon captain because he was frigging captain in the comics in, like, the Legend of the Dark Knight comics before he was commissioner. And I don't, I don't understand, like, how that would be well, any different. At this point, that. I'm ready for it because we are in the middle of season three because I was like, okay, like, I just didn't want him to be, like, promoted, like, three times a season and, like, be commissioner, you know, before, like, you know, Bruce learns how to drive. But, uh, you know, like... Because he should have been captain in the Nolan movies. He went from sergeant to lieutenant to commissioner, and that's not how it I, works. I don't know how it works, truth be told, because I know that, like, there's military ranks, there's police ranks, and, like, it's different. And, like, I had a... St- I actually, I actually looked this up in like, cause Gotham is based off uh, New York City down to like the police ranking, cause not every police station has a commissioner, and like the commissioner assigns the rankings of everybody else. It's like, when you're, when you're a detective, you can be detective sergeant, detective lieutenant, detective uh, inspector, captain, and then commissioner. Cause in the comics, he was um, lieutenant I mean, so before he was captain, and I don't think he's been made lieutenant in the, um, in, in the show yet, because he's always been Detective Gordon. Oh no no he's lieutenant because 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 like lieutenant and detective are the same thing they're, they're just rankings of like okay. of being a detective and um but, but now, now, when I watched Dexter and again like I'm not a cop and you know like so like <laughs> my understanding of rankings is coming from like you know uh, just things I've observed in real life like in Dexter there was detective lieutenant and captain kind of like in so like and, and lieutenant was kind lieutenant, of, yeah lieutenant was kind of like one of the supervisors, but then, like, the captain was, like, a bigger supervisor. Yeah, yeah, it's because he's the captain. But, but, um, uh, oh, by the way, and Dexter, did you notice that, like, like Dexter's ghost dad is also uh, Uncle Frank? That's the same actor. Oh, wow. Okay. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it's been a long time since I've seen Dexter, um, but, like... <laughs> when we were watching the first season of Gotham, like Dustin mentioned Dexter to me. So I, I like binge watched that like whole series and like, and, and I lived, you know, like, and, and breathed it while I was watching it. But like, yeah, I did not recognize Dexter's ghost head, but, um, actually, uh, yeah, Maroney, uh, from season one, he was a regular on Dexter, like throughout the whole series. He was like Dexter's like, you know, buddy in the police department. They showed us a promo for the next, you know, uh, 12 weeks or whatever but um like like do they have the title I, well i know from futon critic it's called how the riddler got his name but i don't think we have a solicitation yet uh well that makes sense because he's, he's he, i mean i mean i'm ready for it. he's dressed like the riddler he's dressed like the riddler yeah uh i'm like you know like i said earlier when we were doing like kind of the speculation corner like i'm curious to see where it goes uh <laughs> so probably like last year yeah. 
Because he, he was like the Riddler a lot when he framed Gordon last time with like all the question marks. Well, and, and it had like the face. question mark on the promo like thing too. So I think like we're done with Mad City. So now like we'll get like a new subtitle like Gotham like Riddler City okay. or something like that. And so today is January. Uh, gentle Art of Making. They they don't have the titles for. Uh, April, May, April and May. They don't. So well, I, I, I do sure know. I, I do know that we had a name for the episode, though. How the Riddler got his name? Uh, yeah, we haven't had any new comments for a while. So leave us some comments on the BatmanUniverse.net, and we'll read them. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, Jason. We're looking at you. Or <laughs> um, so until next time. This is Josh. This is Don. And it's been a mad, mad city. We'll see you in spring. City of justice.